JB, thank you for that beat, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it's it's terrible when every single time that I come to record this podcast that there is uh, bad news that I have to report. But I, I'm constantly reminded that at the beginning of the year, you know, we lose people. We lose people every day. So I'm pretty sure you all know this, but we lost uh, the great Sydney Sydney Poirier. Rest in peace, my brother. And we also lost Bob Saget. Now, these were both very influential characters in their time period and even now. Um I just want to say um, rest in peace to both of those men, and um, my condolences and heart goes out to their family. I I don't know these guys personally, but I do appreciate their artwork and, and everything it is that they put out there, so they definitely get the flowers for this episode of Justice and the Peace. Um, I really have a, 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 a very, I wouldn't say negative, but an observational um, um, kind of feeling about this. And it's, it's as the news broke about Bob Saget, you know, um, his untimely death and everything, and then, then you, you, you see the news people painting him as in, you know, well, he was the family's, he was America's dad, and, and, and not only that, you know, after um, after he died, 
you know, they they kind of wanted to, to to shut down the simple fact that he was a comedian. He was a comedian before he was that guy on um, the TV show that he played that I never watched, Full House. I'm lying. I used to watch that show. Everybody watched that show once or twice. So, yeah, you know, they act like he wasn't a comedian, and then he was just now uh, relaunching his career after not doing If you, I've seen Bob Saget uh, uh, stand up on, on film, on tape. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't call it raunchy, and I wouldn't call it dark humor. I call it comedy. So if someone using a couple of cuss words offends your punk ass, then you need to probably get the fuck out of the room. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to both of those um, gentlemen. Um, you know, death, it, it, it's, it, it, like I said, I ain't never seen Father Time lose a fight. And I never heard about nobody kicking the Grim Reaper's ass. So, you know, be very, very careful of, of you know, how you love people and, and and how much you tell them that you love them. That's that's the only thing, my, my takeaway from it, I should say. Um, once again, the, the flowers, they, they, somebody call a delivery service and, and load it up, man. The, the flowers go to those two gentlemen right there. And, uh, you know, I really, I really do, I really do want to uh, change shit up a little bit for y'all. So we're going we gonna to roll right back into this Park JB shit. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and sauce right into the next little thing. So, uh, it's funny. And I mean almost hilarious to me. Is that, you know, when all this COVID shit jumped off, everything jumped off. The first thing that the government did was hand out all of these checks and shit when they said they didn't have no money, they didn't have no money in the begin in the begin. Just to begin this, let me let me rewind. Okay. When the COVID jumped off, we supposed to be broke, right? Right? Ain't that ain't that what's supposed to be going on? We supposed to be broke. The country's supposed to be broke. We ain't got no money to help nobody else out. We gotta we gotta go ahead, you know. Stick it in, tough it out, pull up your boots, buy straps and all that good shit, right? COVID hits, everybody gets money, right? Some people take advantage of that, right? But then again, who wouldn't? The government takes advantage of taking your money every damn day. But now, the next thing you know is the, the, the PPP loans, they go out. And you know people who ain't never had the opportunity to touch a little bit of money. They start touching money. And, and they start locking people up left and right, left and right, as they should. And I'm not against that neither. You shouldn't be out there doing that shit. I didn't do it. I got through COVID. I'm alive. I'm all right. Not saying everybody else got through COVID. That's all right. And they're alive. But I am saying you shouldn't put that juju or that mojo out there on yourself. That's karma, buddy. But, uh... I'm, I'm getting to this point. I hope you're following me is that, you know, people who didn't have no money, they tried to get some money, right? Just because it was an opportunity there. And, and who wouldn't try to get some money if you ain't never had no money and the opportunity was there? That's the American way to become an opportunist. So this next story that I'm going to tell you because I'm going to be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that now, 
is something that should be written into the damn history books. So, like I said, people who had the opportunity to get some money took that opportunity to get some money because they really ain't never had no serious money like that, right? So, there is a story out right now that's out about how companies have been price gouging their products during this whole COVID pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I seen a comedian, I forget his name. I, I Before I even say anything about his stand-up, uh, uh, I forget this guy's name, but he says one thing, he says a couple things in his stand-up, and the thing is like, is it real? I mean, I don't know. Like, is this shit, is this shit real? You, 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 sometimes you don't know. But listen to this story. So these companies have been jacking up the price almost, I believe it was 15 to 17% extra on top of what the fuck it is that, 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 that your normal product costs. They jack up the price, right? And they don't go to jail. This is a company who already has money and now is taking advantage of the fact that they know that the product that it is that they distribute is in a high need or a high want. And during a time of crisis, they jack up the price. They don't get no jail time or nothing. None of that. They already got money. Maybe it's because they can afford lawyers. I don't know. I saw that damn story, and it just made me go, well, it, it seems like the accountability levels, um, as usual, aren't being held to the same standard. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like, it sounds like if you can afford a lawyer and murder somebody, you can get away with it. But if you can't afford a lawyer and you murder somebody, um, your, your, uh, your public pretender might not be able to get your ass off. But yet, weird ass shit. So at the same time that I'm seeing this story, I'm also um, um, paying attention to something else that I'm reading, which is the craziest shit ever. They say 99% of Americas live in a high-risk area. 99% of Americans live in a high-risk COVID area, right? But this is the variant that could bring the herd immunity. But eventually, they say, everyone will get it or get vaxxed, get vaccined. You're going to get vaxxed. They're saying what I have been saying the whole damn time. They said this is the variant. Basically, what they're saying is this is the flu version of the shit. And everybody's going to get it unless you get vaccinated. But it's not just the vaccination that you're getting. You're also getting some booster shots and shit. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping off the first vaccination. But these booster shots and all this other shit, I don't know what the fuck's in the shit. And even if I did know what was in it, you know, it's not like I necessarily know what that shit is either. So I, I, I really don't know what the hell it is they're injecting us with. I don't understand if everybody's going to get it. Why in the hell are we, why are we still doing shots? If, if, if it's 99% of Americans live in a high-risk area, and they said that 
eventually everyone will get it or get vaxxed. Why are we wearing masks still? Like, I'm not no fucking scientist or anything or a genius, but it just seems very weird to me that if we know that 99% of Americans live in these highly populated, high risk, and sometimes they say it's not even a highly populated area, that everyone is going to get it, but we're still wearing masks. We're still under the mandate. Maybe it's just me talking out of my neck because I'm tired of this fucking uh, 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 COVID shit. But I got one more COVID, COVID story for you, and then I'm going to let the shit go. Because this right here is the craziest one of all. <laughs> Please bear with me. I don't even think that I can believe this shit. It says, healthcare workers still have to work even after testing positive with COVID. In the emergency room, intake services. So if you think about that, they're at low staffing with nurses. So what they're doing is if you're highly, you're, if they sus- suspect that you may be one of the COVID intake cases, they send you into a COVID intake. So if you did not have COVID, when you went to the hospital, unless you got those genes that, that Bruce Lee the shit off of the uh, 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 COVID that kicked the shit out of it, you're going to have COVID by the time you leave. You're going to have that shit. That's a breeding ground. And I know hospitals are usually not the places where people get sick because they keep it extremely cold in there because um, I believe that's just, it's harder for viruses to transmit and to mutate and all kinds of shit like that. But still, you're in a wing with people who have COVID. So, I mean, if you're around 15, it's different when you're around one person who has COVID. But when you're around 15 different people who's working in the same damn wing, yeah, I think, the, like I said, I ain't no scientist, but I think the probability of getting COVID goes up a little bit. I just can't, I, I mean, I can't wait till this shit is over. And, and, and you know what? Somebody, just just slap, please. Oh, damn. All right, all right. All right, all right. So, all right, on the piece, after getting that news shit out the way, God, that is depressing just to talk about that. All right, with the new year here, with the new year here, it's already new shit popping off with me. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on about my ugly ass, but what I'm going to do is give you a little bit insight into a couple of things that is really, really um, crazy as fuck in my life. Um, needless to say, um, if you've been following season one, you already know that it started off. I didn't know anything about my father, anything about my siblings. I've met them. It's almost been a year. And um, everything is going tremendously well. I feel um, very positive about the future. And um, I do not regret reaching out to them um, not one bit, not one bit. Um, yeah, that that is that is um, part of something that needs to be put into this this canon of work that it is that I'm doing here. Um, also, 
believe this or not, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I am 41 years old and I have never had a driver's license. I have no moving violations except for two DUIs. And um, the first DUI, yeah, I just admitted to the cop that I was drunk. The second DUI is somewhat of a um, dumbass drunk person story. So, so uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of start that story a little bit. I think I should give you guys a little bit of insight on what the fuck is going on um, with that. So I'm going to just breeze over the story and then tell you what's going on right now. So I have a friend named Sean. My, my homeboy Sean, he's one of my closest friends. He's hella cool. I've been knowing this guy, I don't know, over a decade now, I think. Anyway, uh, Sean had this little like uh, like moped bike to 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 say it easily. He had a moped bike and he was selling the bike and I was going to get the bike. I told the kids that the bike was mine, right? Don't tell them this, but I told the kids that the bike was mine. But what I was really going to do is I was going to give it to my son. So my stupid drunk ass, I jump on the bike and then I go over to Sean's house. Now, mind you, I'm hella drunk. I mean, ridiculously drunk. No lie about that. Now, I go to Sean's house. Sean is telling me, hey, bro, you should put a helmet on. I'm like, no. I am on this little bitty-ass moped driving down motherfucking, uh, uh, driving down Kiefer, hair just a-blowing in the wind until I hear somebody say, are you going to pull over? And I can fast-forward the story. I, got, I went to jail. I went to court. I spent some days in the branch. And then I said, fuck driving. And I did not plan to ever drive again. I really did not plan with Lyft and Uber and all of the other shit that's out there in the world. If I'm going somewhere, I mean, I can get there some kind of way. And I can get back some kind of way also. But now that um, the hopeless guy that, that wants to just, you know, binge drink all the time, isn't 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 present at the current moment and i feel great about life and see a whole new outlook and perspective on things to come i have decided to clear up some of my old issues so i have been enrolled into the dui class and i also have been paying out of the nose neck and motherfucking ears the county of sacramento department of motor vehicles damn near every single dime that i got now, this little thing is a very big thing because I could kind of always find a way to tie the past into the future. And with this particular, uh, with these particular um, circumstances, I can easily say, you know, if I look at it from one perspective, isn't it funny that now I'm getting my license with my dad in my life. Is it that like crazy shit, even if I am 41? I, and, and it's also funny that, that, that um, this is true too, that out of all of the years I've been on the road, I've only got two violations in a, in a, in a vehicle. And you knock on wood, because I sure don't want no more problems with you police department people, man. Go ahead, have yourself a good old evening, good old morning, good old afternoon, whatever it is. You have a good old time. Just leave me the fuck alone. Um. The the what was I saying? The the second time 
and then yeah, yeah, anyway, like I said, um, yeah, I went, I went to jail, spent some time in the branch, fucking um, didn't plan to drive, ever, met my family, now I'm getting my license, my dad's in my life and shit, really crazy shit's going on in my life, so when I went down to the DMV today or yesterday on Wednesday, um. I had a feeling it was going to be some bullshit, like it usually is. But um, I kind of flipped it and made that shit a positive instead of a negative. Because when I went to the window, the lady was like, well, you know, your first your first offense was never really um, taken care of. So what they, what they, what they want to do with the mandatory action unit is they want to put six months on top of six months, and they want they want to keep you to and from for a whole year, and then after that, you just keep the interlock device on your car. And I, I just, I, for a second, I almost turned into a a, a a fucking cartoon character. Like, are you are you serious? So how am I supposed to buy groceries, spend time with my children, go see? My sister and my brothers and my father. I I don't. I just met a family that I didn't even know I had for 41 years. And you're telling me I just gave you all of this money, and I can only go to and from. My job is also an on-call job. I I I need my license to make money to pay you, to pay bills. I can't survive off of one job. Hold on, sir. One one second. I'll I'll be right back. And I had to sit down, and I was just, for a second, just, the anger was just loading up, like, you know what, I'm about to just throw so many scenarios out, out there that she can't do anything, but, but except what I'm saying is true, and then, and then it just hit me like, but what if that doesn't work? The only thing that you can do is take it for what it is. That's it. Take it for what it is and work with that. So when she called me back up after about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 at the most, um, she's like, I got some good news. I got some bad news. What do you want first? Give me the bad news. Well, um, you are going to have to pay the full fine. I'm like, oh, well, shit, if that's the bad news, um, shit, I didn't plan on negotiating with y'all with, with, with no money. You can't negotiate with the government on no money unless it's a payment plan. Besides that, they're going to get their motherfucking money. They don't play when it comes to their motherfucking money. Don't be trying to get over because they're going to get your ass back. Anyway, um, that's cool. I'll pay that. I got that right now. What, what, what's the good news? Well, I went to the back, and we decided that, you know, instead of putting you on a to and a from for 12 months, what we're going to do is since you already have the interlock installed in your car, all you have to do is fill out your application and then come back down and take the test. And then after that, you'll be able to do, you'll be able to drive. And I, I, I kind of looked at her for a second. I wanted to say, bitch, stop lying. And I was just like, for real? Well, where do, where do I put the card at so I can, I paid that damn bill so motherfucking fast and wanted to make sure, is there anything else? Is there anything else that I need to do. No, nope, no, nope, just um, come back down and take your test. So, 
I suspect within the next two or three podcasts, you'll probably be hearing me recording from my car, which I always wanted to do because I got a, it's much more of a controlled surrounding. And not only that, now that I have this portable mixer, I can pull up just about anywhere, hop out, and start recording, or sit in the car and start recording. So the possibilities are limitless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I really do. I really do appreciate that. Oh, okay. I get laughed at afterwards. All right, so that's what the fuck is going on with me. Um, I hope all is well with, with most people that's listening to this, especially... My boy Park JB, you know he he he's dropping he, he dropping shit for you motherfuckers. Uh, I mean, we we gonna bring we gonna bring some new shit to the podcast that ain't been done. Like I said, it's a whole nother season. I told you guys in the middle of the first season that I was working on some shit. I told you, I promised you that the second season was gonna be better than the first season. So. With that being said, I'm going to keep this short like I promised you. And I'm also going to leave this shit basically in your ears, on your stereo, or wherever the hell it is that you broadcasting from with a little Park JB beat, man. This is Justice in the Podcast. Peace. Peace.